What's up, everybody? It's me, Abby, and welcome to Meet My Monsters! Hi there, ho there, everybody. I hope that you guys are all well and that you've had a fantastic week. So anyways, guys, I deeply apologize for not getting a blog up last week. A blog? <laughs> not a blog, silly girl. For not getting a podcast up last week. I was horribly sick, but don't worry, it wasn't the COVID. Wasn't the Rona. Um, I did actually get tested. It's the most horrific test in the world. I don't know if it's... Well, I actually don't know if it is the most horrific test in the world. I don't know if it's the same the whole world over, you know? <laughs> but anyways, in my case, they took like a deathly long earbud-looking thing and stuck it up my nose. I felt like I was being part of like an ancient Egyptian burial ceremony. You know, when they stick the red-hot poker up your nose and scramble it all around and then pull your brains out through your nose? That's what it felt like, guys. I'm being so honest with you right now, but legitimately, I felt like I was being de-brained. <laughs> yeah, anyways, that's I just mm, not fun. I don't recommend that for anybody. But no, I actually do recommend it. If you think you've got COVID, don't be an ass. Go get tested, even though you'll feel like you're in an ancient Egyptian burial ceremony. Anyways, you're doing it for the better good of everybody around you. But yeah, guys, I'm so excited for this week because we're going into another kind of creature that we haven't really gone into before. And I'm super stoked. So without further ado, deep in the jungles of the shores of Flores lies a gluttonous creature ready to devour anything in its path. Now, look, guys, I'm probably totally building this up to more than it should be <laughs> completely. Or am I? This week we will be delving into the lesser walked paths of the Flores Island of Indonesia. To be fair, we are not necessarily going to be discussing a monster this week, just like I said to you in my little intro situation. But I'm not going to tell you why now, because like, duh, that's a spoiler alert. So anyways, just sit down, hang on to your butts and get ready for this awesome freaking creature. So this week we are going to be discussing the Ebu Gogo of Indonesia. Now this cryptid has been circulating the story circles for hundreds if not thousands of years. And it certainly is worth the lengthy tale. So a little bit about the Ebu Gogo before we get into everything about this monster. The Ebu Gogo is a human... Ebu Gogo, I am saying it right, yes. Don't doubt yourself. Act confident and no one will question you, just like Sarah's day says. <laughs> but anyways, the Ebu Gogo is a humanoid creature which is said to roam, this, uh, roam the south-central jungles of Flores. Flores sorry. The name Ebu Gogo comes from the Najkio language of, um, of the local tribe in that area. So Ebu means grandmother, whilst Gogo means eat everything. And now, guys, I just need to put this in there. This is actually quite ironic because <laughs> in South Africa, Gogo generally means grandmother. It means in Zulu, Gogo is your grandmother. So when I read this, I was like, oh, cool, 
oh, it's about a granny. And then when I really read it, I was like, oh, my word, it's about a granny. <laughs> but anyways, roughly translated into English, ebugogo means the elderly glutton. So it's a little bit of a piggy. So if you're wondering what to look out for, I mean, don't just go based on, you know, where the leftovers are found, you know. If you think that you've seen an ebugogo, you can run it past this checklist to see what you were actually looking at. So the ebugogo is said to have very thick set eyebrows, so big eyebrow bone. It's got a sloping forehead. It doesn't have a chin. Well, I'm sure it does, but I mean like a very weak chin. So it doesn't kind of like go straight into its throat. <laughs> it's got a very flat big nose. It's got a really broad face. The Ibogogo stands roughly about one meter tall. So between one to one and a half meters tall is what I found in my research. The Ibogogo is bipedal. And they have hairy bodies, hairy little bodies because they're little people. And they've got incredibly large mouths, but I suppose you need a very large mouth to be a glutton. Uh, this one really just makes me really happy. <laughs> they've been described to have long pendulous boobs that the female ebugogo can throw over her shoulder <laughs> i'm just picturing this old granny thing chucking its boob over its shoulder and running off into the jungle <laughs> anyways and another thing about them is they've got really dark skin okay so other things to note about the ebugogo if you come across one is that um, this creature is incredibly fast. So don't be fooled, guys. It might be small, but it's quick. So in local tales, the Ebugogo could easily outrun a human. Furthermore, they were also known to mumble a distinct language, which was unique to them. They also were able to repeat human words similar to the re um, repetitive speech of a parrot. And so that's quite weird. It's like a little humanoid parrot thing. But anyways... So now we get into the cases of the Ebugogo and the locals. So to put it lightly, and I'm putting this very lightly, the Ebugogo was a dick. <laughs> Just putting it out there, straightforward, you know, don't wait for anything. So basically this little critter was known to raid villages and in its raid it would just destroy everything. And whilst doing this it would steal food, supplies and babies. So yeah, just... Let that sink in for a second. <laughs> this crazy little one meter tall human would run in and steal your kid. So that's very disturbing if you ask me. So yeah, they didn't only steal babies. They were known to snatch kids as well. So abduct children. Um, so quickly guys, I just need to put a disclaimer in about a wildly misleading damn thing about the Ebu Gogol. So before we get into more recants of the locals with the Ebugogo, I just need to tell you all this. So there was a horrifically misleading dwarf mockumentary which was released by Animal Planet in 2015, which was entitled The Cannibal in the Jungle. So now this story follows um, a pair of researchers who are heading to Flores, Flores, man, Abigail, in the late 70s to go and study birds. So ornithology. So the pair enlist the help of a local guide and venture off into the jungle. However, only one of the three emerge. 
bum, bum, bum. So one scientist made it out of the jungle, and when he came out, locals described him as being covered from head to toe in horrific scratches, and his clothes were just absolutely covered in blood. So later, the remains of his companions were found, and they were just completely ripped to shreds and half eaten. <laughs> so yummo for that, you know. But anyways, the scientist was then jailed, and even though he swore it was a tribe of fearsome cannibalistic pygmies which had actually attacked the trio. So he rotted in jail for years until, in the 2000s, a team discovered the remains of tiny people in a cave, proving his innocence. Now, everybody, just so you all know, this is utter horseshit. <laughs> this did not happen. There is a disclaimer in the mockumentary that's put in. I don't know if it's at the beginning or the end, but it does say that uh, none of the institutions mentioned in this thing, you know, can be held liable because they didn't actually do this. But it was based off true kind of events. But I looked for the scientist. He did not exist anywhere. And you know what? Literally between you, me and the wall, I'm so pissed off about this because I'm... I'm actually done with Animal Planet and their misleading, hope-giving mockumentaries. Like, it makes me very, very, very angry. <laughs> I don't think they realize how much they're actually hurting the cryptic society. Like, they offend me. Sir, you offend me. Because for three times, you've gotten my hopes up. One with mermaids, two with megalodons, and three now with this little cannibal pygmy in the jungle, in the jungles. Anyways, Animal Planet, get your act together. Only tell me real things, man. Get me excited for the real things. Bastards. Anyways, that's my disclaimer, guys. <laughs> my disclaimer slash rant. So if you have seen or heard tales of the Ebu Gogo being cannibalistic, I can't vouch for that myself because I found no kind of concrete evidence of stories about the little Ebu Gogo being a cannibal, maybe it was, I don't know, maybe it ate people, who knows, I don't, you know, apparently Animal Planet doesn't know anything either, but yeah, so if I'm not telling you that these things were cannibalistic, I bet you sitting yelling at your phone, like, Abby, hello, then why do these things steal babies, come on, and I'm here to tell you that, well, human sitting at home listening to your phone <laughs> they didn't steal babies to eat them so it was suggested by folklore tales that the ebu gogo would actually abduct children to learn from them so they abducted kids in the hopes of learning how to make fire so it's very much kind of like a king louis in the jungle book situation where he steals mowgli to teach him the red flame so yeah they wanted to learn how to cook how to survive be more humanish i guess don't know why because humans are assholes but anyways so that's why they used to take kids so um according to folklore one day the locals had had enough of this tomfoolery that the little people were doing like the raids and the kid snatching and as such they uh, they offered the ebu gogo materials to fashion clothes so when the ebu gogo took these swatches from them um, it took it and it ran into its little cave to the other Ebu Gogos and brought the spoils and whatever. 
The local tribe somehow set a fire to the garments within the cave and burned the little people to death. So <laughs> that's kind of gruesome. But I mean, they were kid snatchers, so come on. So in other accounts that I've heard, uh, the locals didn't necessarily burn all of them to death, but they did manage to drive the Ebu Gorgor deep into the jungles because they just had enough of this kidnapping happening. And it was suggested that the species then really, really started to disappear in the 17th century when Portuguese and Dutch settlers arrived. So that's basically the interaction of the Ebu Gorgor and the people, which was quite interesting. But now we get into something so exciting, guys. And I'm so excited about this. So we're going to do this a little bit backwards because this, what I'm about to explain to you now, is not the suggested things of what it could be. It's actually what I believe this thing is. And it's got a huge part to play in everything. So we're going to get right into the Homo floresiensis. Bum, bum. <laughs> So recently, and when I say recently, I'm talking about like early 2000s, there was, which isn't actually that recent. Hell, 2000 was 20 years ago. Frack. <laughs> I need to remember that, guys. That's weird. But anyway, so relatively recently, it's all relative, guys. Um, there was a remarkable breakthrough discovery in Flores in which a team of scientists from Australia found the remains of a teeny tiny little person. So remember I told you about that trash mockumentary that Animal Planet did? It was loosely, but I mean fast and loosely based on accurate events that happened. So there was a team that found a little skeleton. Um, I can't remember which university the, the team came from in Australia, but yeah, they, they were legit guys. Legit. But anyways, to date, um, there have been samples found from nine different little people in the cave that's they found the original skeleton in. So this discovery was first made in 2003 and the tiny little person has been extensively studied from then. Initially, when scientists found the little body, they believed that they had come across the remains of a child given the stature of the skeleton. However, the teeth found in the jaw of the skull completely threw them off. Like it baffled them. They were just like, what? So... The wear and tear of the teeth, on the teeth, not of the teeth, oh, of the teeth, I'm sure. Anyways, the wear and tear of the chompers in the mouth, coupled with the fact that they were actually all adult teeth, <laughs> led scientists to realize that li this little person was not a kid, but an adult. So after extensive testing, it was revealed that the skeleton belonged to a female, and she was estimated to be around 30 years old. At the time of her death. Shame. Poor, poor lady. But anyways, this was baffling to find. Um, no, yeah, it was baffling to find, I'm sure. But this baffling find has now been deemed as the Homo floresiensis. My computer's too far away from our old eyes. They're not old. But yes, the Homo floresiensis. Guys, I swear I practice these words before I do this. <laughs> And then I don't know, I just get like mid-podcast fright and I'm like <laughs> But anyways, so the complete skeleton has been dubbed as flow, which is a bit easier for me to say. Anyways, 
this is really cute and it touched my inner nerd heart because the group of little people who have been found have befittingly been named the hobbits. So they're like little homo hobbits. I love it. (laughs) So I'm just putting it out there, but maybe Tolkien was onto something that none of us knew, you know. Anyways, more shockingly, some of the remains found originally were estimated to date back to only 18,000 years ago. So, you know, I was baffled by 2000 being 20 years ago, but apparently in the realm of paleontology, 18,000 years ago is pretty much yesterday. (laughs) So furthermore, this suggests, and this is why that is so exciting, this suggests that it was possible for these teeny tiny little people um, to exist comfortably around the same time with modern humans. So what? Like, how cool is that? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, modern people were apparently said to take residency in Flores about 50,000 years ago. And modern people, I'm talking about homo, uh, Homo sapiens, so us. However, apparently scientists couldn't believe in magic and pushed back the date of the existence of the Homo floresiensis, damn it, to 50,000 years ago. So these bastard scientists were just like, nah, bro, 18,000 years is a bit too soon for my liking. So I'm sure they didn't just decide on a whim to push it back to 50,000 years. But yeah, it's now estimated that the little Homo floresiensis lived uh, 50,000 years ago, not 18,000 years ago. But anyways, boo you whores, because that still makes it possible for us to have coexisted with the Homo floresiensis guys, the little hobbits. I'm just going to call them the hobbits from now on, because me trying to battle through floresiensis is not going anywhere quickly. (laughs) So like always in the scientific community, there was a mass debate about this, about whether the little hobbit tribe could be real. And I'm going to bring up the issues that people had with this finding. And, you know, because people said um, the Ibugogo was just the little hobbit tribe people that were still around. And for me, that makes perfect sense. I'm like, yeah, hello, duh. But no, apparently there's issues in the scientific community and where, where they've got to have their say. So I'm going to take you through, I think it's three of the main concerns that they expressed during this time about why the Ebugogo couldn't be the little hobbit tribe. So first off, people, scientists, not people, well, scientists are people, but clever people. Anyways, (laughs) some scientists argued that um, the Homo floresiensis was nothing more than just a normal human skeleton found which suffered from a growth defect. So, however, opposing scientists have conducted studies to disprove this wildly inappropriate theory. So, where you haters? Suck on that. <laughs> okay, next we've got location, which is the next argument. Um, so, the argument of location comes into play because the team who found the remains of the Homo flore- the Hobbit people, um, were roughly 100 kilometers away from the Naj tribe. So now, personally, I think that this is just rubbish because, I mean, like, people can walk. Huh. You can walk 100 kilometers from one side of the island to the other, I'm pretty sure. But anyways, what do I know? Um, but yeah, so 
in my humble opinion, humans have traveled far wider than 100 clicks in the past. So, you know, who cares if a rugged mountain range and a dense jungle pop up along the way? It's not going to stop you. But yeah, so the issue comes into play in the fact that the Ebu Gogo was the legend of the Naj tribe. So the location where the Homo Florence people, the hobbits, was found happens to be the stomping ground of another tribe known as the um, Mangarai people. Guys, I'm so sorry if you're from Indonesia and you hear me saying these horrible mispronunciations, please just forgive me, I'm trying. So yeah, so the issue with the, the Ebu Gogol being found there is the fact that there was another local tribe and scientists have speculated as to why the Ebu Gogol didn't um, appear in the myths of this tribe as opposed to the Naj who were 100 kilometers away. So I kind of get it, kind of maybe a little bit, not really. It's not, a, it's not a deal breaker for me. So the third in our little, you know, analogy of problems, the third problem that comes up is the fact that they are not alone. So another bone that the scientific community has to pick between the Homer, the Hobbit people and the Ebu Gogo is the fact that there are actually quite a few small human-like forest creatures running about in Indonesia, which I never knew. <laughs> so yeah, many of which have been written off to be nothing more than um, a McHugh monkey. I think that's how you pronounce it. So anyways, what a McHugh monkey is, it's, a t it's not a single monkey. It's a kind of umbrella family of monkeys. And they are known as old world monkeys, which are known to be relatively large and robust. So their arms and legs tend to be the same length, which apparently is also common in the Ebu Gogol. Sorry, I didn't mention that in the description of how they look. But anyways, yeah, the Ebu Gogol's arms are quite long. And the largest species of the, the monkey clan, the, the Maku monkey, is reported at being standing 70 centimeters tall, which is just kind of like 30 centimeters shy of the meter of the little people. But, you know, what's 30 centimeters between friends? And yeah, the biggest monkey weighs 18 kilograms, so it's quite small. But anyways... Now we get to my exciting part of the episode. And that is, what does Abby think this creature is? So guys, honestly, <laughs> what do you think I think it is? Um, honestly, 150 billion million trillion cubazillion percent invested in the theory that the Ebu Gogo is the Hobbit tribe that was found in Flores. So anyways, whether it still exists or not is debatable. I am open to that. Maybe they have died out. I'm not sure. But there was a local video taken of bikers on an island in Indonesia who found a little person running away from them, which is quite cool. But anyways, um, I do personally think that the Ebu Gogo still exists and is running around now. But I do in my, uh, like, I, I agree with people who say, okay, maybe it's just folklore. Well, not folklore, but I do think that it is, it did exist in the time in coexistence with humans. Just putting it out there. So, and I say this because the art of oral history has actually been proved to be incredibly accurate. So, 
In the cases of communities and tribes which haven't managed to document their lives in any other methods, so they haven't written it or done cave paintings or something like that, oral stories have actually been proved to be incredibly accurate and they can be accurate to like a thousand years ago, which is incredible. So I do truly believe in my heart of hearts that the Homo floresiensis, I'm going to say it right because I'm declaring my belief in it, <laughs> lived with humans and that the air quote folklore tales were actual like accurate accounts of this little guy running about the jungle. Those are my takes on it, you know, whatever. <laughs> so as always, guys, let me know what your thoughts are on this awesome little creature. Let me know if you agree or disagree um, with my theory that this is actually just a little hominid that's still around and still living. But yeah, as always, let me know and hit me up in the week on one of my social media platforms. And you can find me on Instagram, which is meet underscore my underscore monsters. You can hit me up on Twitter, which is meet monsters. You can send me a Gmail, which is meet my monsters potty, P-O-D-D-Y, at gmail.com. Or you can go check out my website, which is meetmymonsters.com. Anyways, guys, it's been a hoot in a hole, and I've really loved this episode because, like I said, it wasn't a monster. It was our first little humanoid thing that we've done. So that was awesome. But anyways, have a great week, and I'll see you soon, and bye! <laughs>